What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to a new episode. Let me welcome Aisatu Sise. Well, I feel very appreciated. <laughs> I saw the news that you became the youngest, but just also being an elder woman at your age, with your background is really an accomplishment for us all, I think. It's just really important to have that representation in public spaces. Can you tell us more about yourself? Because I actually, I don't know anything about you. I just know like things that I can find online. <laughs> so I always ask my guests, who are you? Well, uh, first of all, hi, everyone. <laughs> it's weird to say hi, everyone, when I'm not seeing people, but... Uh, it's <laughs> Just <okay>. imagine. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, my name is Aisa Tusisi. Mm -hmm. um, as you said, I'm, I'm quite young. I'm 23. Um, born and raised in Belgium. My roots are uh, in Senegal and Mauritania. So, mm. um, still go back every year. Like, I need that. Like wow. Oxygen. Also to Mauritania? Uh, to Mauritania... Not every year, but Senegal, yes. Like, mm -hmm. that's the base. I have to go each year to see family, to, like, just to relive, you know? To yes. That's your mom's reality. or father's side? Uh, my Actually, my mom is half-half and my dad also. So they're, like, far cousins, you know? So, oh, so both. both of them are half Senegalese and half Mauritanian. Exactly. Wow. So that's why I say both. <laughs> that's cute. But uh, so my roots are there. And um, I'm actually, I'm a student as well. I study. I'm a student of diplomacy. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm doing my master's this year. And um, next to all of the things I do, I'm also a politician, uh, an elder woman, as you said. So um, my hobbies are dancing. Like I did some courses of hip hop um, <laughs> when I was younger. And I really love to just vibe on music. And um, to be with friends, just chill. Like um, I'm quite out outgoing as a person, but um, I don't need too much. Let's say I'm a, a very calm person as well. A little uh, introverted, extrovert. Like it's, it sounds weird, but no, no, no. I me. totally get you. That's me. COVID made me an introverted extrovert. Before <laughs> I was just an extrovert. <laughs> Okay, that's so nice. So if you would describe yourself, um, your personality, well, you kind of just said it, you're an introvert, extrovert, but what are the key words that you would use to describe yourself? I would say caring, because mm -hmm. that's why my engagement in, the politi in politics started. Uh, so caring, like I live through people, let's say. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I see someone going through something, it's like I'm going through it. You're an so empath. Exactly. Mm -hmm. that. Uh, and I would say social, but also calm. So it does not necessarily depend on people, but just on, on me, exactly. On me. My mm -hmm. friends, some friends will say that I'm very social and too even, too social. And others will say, will say that I'm very calm and that I, I just, I'm on vibes, you know. But yeah. um, so I would say both. Yes. Okay. I would. Nice. Um, so you told me about your parents. Tell me, how did you grow up in, uh, where, in which city did you grow up? In, uh, Antwerp, Borgerhout. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to. I was born there. Really? I was born in Borgerhout, I swear to God. What? Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. Why did you leave Borgerhout? Like, how could you? Well, let's just say I left Antwerp as a whole. I didn't leave Borgerhout. Um, yes. Um, but yeah, let's go first to you and then we'll go back to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
So growing up there, um, my district, uh, it's like a community. Like um, it's a small, it's a small district. We're okay, small. We're like uh, forty-five thousand people, but it's not that big actually. Um, everyone knows everyone, not literally, but most <laughs> people know each other, and uh, people support each other. Of mm. course, it's not all. It's not always bright and as positive. I say, of course not, but. Yeah. People support each other and got each other's backs, and that's a feeling that I got. Well, in Borgerout, uh, not in whole Antwerp, but where I live, and um, I love that feeling. So I'm holding on to it. That's why I, regardless the things that people say about my district, um, I'm comfortable there, and uh, I think like it's a second home for me. So uh, mm-hmm. let's say I grew up in a in a calm, <coughs> fun, caring uh, environments um, in my family as well, but also like. With outside with your neighbors with my neighbors uh, can you exactly. just describe for the people who actually know antwerp and who know Burgraut, can you describe where exactly that you lived you don't have to say the exact address but just that people can imagine of course so um this let's say the district hall um for the dutch people all districts has mm-hmm. it's uh, where i work and i live like let's say one two minutes from there okay Yes. And I'm still too late, like every day. I'm like <laughs> of course. It's always the people who live the closest by exactly. are always late, speaking exactly. for myself. <laughs> but now I really changed. I'm a better person now. That's what they all <laughs> say. <but laughs> that's okay. So yeah, I don't live far from there. So mm-hmm. uh, a quite busy um, area. Area, exactly. Mm-hmm. With the cars and everything. Yes. So you recently graduated, what well, recently? A few years ago, you graduated high school, exactly. also in Borgerout? No. <gasps> so I couldn't choose my high school. Like my mom was like, "I'm going to put you there in Antwerp, another high school." I was like, "Okay." Like, where did you go? Uh, first, I went to uh, the Damas. You did? I did. For oh my years. god! I went there, and my brother went there. Really? Which which year? I oof, girl, I'm old. <laughs> um, what year is that in Zambia? Where when was this? <laughs> 2000 wait i started there when i was in um in third grade so i was nine do the math so it was 1999 oh that's the year i was born oh well it's not possible man okay no yeah we couldn't have crossed never mind never mind no but i went to the damas and then i went to uh sinor bertus okay uh, i continued my year there and then i graduated at sinor bertus so uh I did economy languages there and uh, graduated. Nice. Cool. Yes. Okay, that's a nice fun fact. I did not know that. Nice, I like nice. that. <laughs> good people come from the Damas, honestly. Like good girls, exactly. most of them. Most <laughs> and so how did you decide the studies that you're doing right now? So diplomacy uh, exactly. or international? International relations and diplomacy. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say I was always fascinated by economics by the market by um let's say everything that has to do with uh, financials economics and that world so Mm -hmm. um it was not difficult to find my studies because before this master i did international affairs so it's it's not the same but you can compare Mm -hmm. two of them Mm -hmm. and um so I was like, okay, what I'm going to do? Like, I thought about the future. What do I want to become? Like, um, what what types of jobs do I want to do? Do I want to stay in Belgium? Do I want to have a connection with with other countries? So um, then I looked it up and uh, I found it. And I was like, okay, that's a perfect thing for me to study because you have the international touch, you have the econo- 
economical touch, the financial touch, and uh, then I was like, okay, I'm sold. Going to uh, go to University of Antwerp to mm-hmm. go study there. So, yeah. And so, um, becoming an elder woman or just moving around in politics is that also part of the plan of maybe becoming a diplomat for this country? I get asked this question a lot of times. Like uh, the thing is, the politics came without me planning it. Mm-hmm. It came. It's. Uh, I plan things, but to be honest, God is the best of planners for mm-hmm. me personally. Amen. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it came on my path, and uh, actually, it it blended well together, like my studies and the things that I'm doing as uh, my job, let's say. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I didn't plan it, so it was not my intention to to mix both of them, and I also don't mix it at s- school. I am just a student, mm-hmm. but they did find out that I'm an elder woman. What <laughs> and uh, at work I'm an elder woman, but they do know that I'm a student as well. So I try to get to 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 separate, separate both, yes. but it's not easy because people find out and then they ask questions and they ask things and yes. But I do try to to separate them. Yeah. So I have like let's say two two lives, two worlds: mm-hmm. the student world and the working world. So yes. Uh, so you're like a black Hannah Montana, but then in <laughs> politics and international <laughs> studies. <laughs> exactly. Because you can see it that way, exactly. But why do you want to separate the two? Because first of all, I think uh, professionalism. Mm-hmm. Um, if I go to work, my age, it's hard enough with my age. Mm-hmm. Let's say uh, I'm 23 and the people that work for me are like three, four times my age. So to even gain the respect that, I, that I'm that i gaining right mm. now or that I want to have, um, I have to show that I'm professional. And if I start to talk about my student life, oh, I, did th- I don't think that that helps in that mm. matter. So um, I do think that there are lots, m- lot of more benefits to separate. So. Okay. But I think it's also about people having prejudges about what it is to be a student or what it is to be a woman in your position at your age where you are right now. It's also, I think yeah. it's different for everyone. I wouldn't per se, for me personally, I wouldn't per se see you as like a small child or whatever because you are at that position and I'm not. So I would just shut my pie hole and do <laughs> as I am told. <laughs> Appreciate it. But it's also like the other way around. Like um, at school when some of my friends found out that I was a politician, because oh, yeah. I didn't tell They're me. like, what? The thing is that they, they look a bit different, like in a different way. Like now they like joke, like, oh, the politician is here. Oh, you know, the mayor, you know, things yes. like that. And sometimes I was like, okay, I'm, I'm very low, low key. key. Exactly. Yes. So that's also a trait of mine. I'm, I'm, I want to be, I am, I think, very low-key. I don't mm. try to bribe or low, like show everyone yeah, what I am. Yeah, showing know? off. So Exactly. Mm. So when they found out, it, it was a hard like three months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. I, it comes with the job, so I don't have a choice. Yes. I have to accept it. So you, Aisato, you have many layers, physical ones, one physical layer that we haven't discussed yet uh you grew up as a muslim probably from your senegalese backgrounds yes, yes. and you wear a headscarf or uh how do you call it yes so um the goal is headscarf i'm going to be honest but right now i don't what do you mean the goal like i would be comfortable wearing a headscarf oh okay so like okay okay the goal in the, the future okay. you yes know? 
But uh, right now it's just a turban. So mm-hmm. I think it's like a first step, let's say, or just trying to, because the political world, you can't just make decisions that way and think everything's going to be okay. You have to like build it up. You have to build up your identity, you know? Um, wait, wait, wait. Let's step back. So are you saying just as in politics where you have to build up certain things and not just do it? Do it that's how you are building your step to wearing a full hijab. So, exactly. Yes, okay. So um, I don't know if you, you saw it, but there was like an elder woman but in another city, like Hint. In Hint, yes, yes, yes. She From uh, the Green Party. Exactly. Mm-hmm. She was the first that wore like turban slash uh, hijab, mm-hmm. that scarf. And the hate that she got, I was like, that could have been me if mm. I decided to do it years ago. And I don't know if I'm mentally prepared to, to do that. Mm. So... I think it can, it's a possibility that it will make me think and maybe even stop with politics. It's that bad. But um, my family was like, okay, do it at your own, like, let's say, tempo. Mm-hmm. At, your, uh, at your own pace. Exactly, at your own pace. And uh, if you're comfortable with it, you do it. And, not, and uh, right now I'm comfortable with what I'm wearing. So um, I think if I want to or if I want to make the step that I can do it, like, it will, it will be less... Difficult, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be, so I'm wearing a turban right now, so uh, it's not really headscarf. But um, maybe some people who are listening don't know how it looks like. Of course. So a turban. Um, you can say they say that it's like the African type of hijab. Like I heard that a lot of times. I who said that? A lot of people, white people. I'm sorry to <laughs> say that, but they're like, oh, okay, I like your African headscarf. I'm like. Uh, just a turban but um <laughs> it's like a, a, a piece of cloth cloth like let's say a headscarf mm-hmm. that you wrap around your head and you can make different styles with it that's what a turban is mm-hmm. yeah. so am i wearing a turban right now you are wearing okay. a turban right now uh-huh. yes you are so if people know me what i wear mostly on my head that is a turban exactly. or considered as a turban exactly mm-hmm. a lot of people don't tr- there to ask me or yeah or ask in a very weird way, weird way yeah exactly. for me it's really it's really curiosity i just really want to know don't worry it's okay so for me personally not only because i feel more comfortable in it and i feel more like myself in it mm-hmm. but also because in my religion in islam a woman is uh, like a diamond mm-hmm. a woman should prote- not everyone understands what i'm saying mm-hmm. right now try, by the way but a woman has to protect herself let's say and her beauty and at the beginning, I understood, but I didn't feel it mm. until I did some research. Why? Why do mo- like? Why do do people say okay? You have to. You have to wear it. It's better. I didn't understand because I was like, okay, it's a cultural thing, or people are just doing it to, to do it. But when you understand why you wear it as a woman, why you have to protect yourself, why you're that special, like why God loves you so much that you need to protect protect yourself. You just want to wear it. Mm-hmm. You want to wear it. You will feel more beautiful in it. And that's really my case. Because I thought, oh, I'm, if I'm wearing it, I'm going to be ugly. And this, uh, But they were pre judges Like, I didn't know myself uh, w- like good enough, I think. And when I just did it, the reaction that I got as well. And that's not even important. It's important that I like myself. But the reactions that I got as well just boosted me up, you know. So I would say um, for religious reasons, but also for my personal development. That's mm-hmm. why I wear it. But I still don't quite understand what you mean with, you know, preserving yourself or 
preserving yourself from what or from who? Now you think I'm probably <laughs> from men or something, but no, no, but not, that yeah, of course, exactly, not necessarily. So um, I saw a comparison. I don't know if it's a good one, but let me explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have a lollipop, mm-hmm. you have a lollipop, and the lollipop <laughs> has like it, it a covering. Like before yeah. you eat it, you have to open it up. Uh-huh. If the lollipops falls on the ground with the covering, you're still going to open it and find it valuable or find it good enough to eat. But it's not like I'm talking about marriage or something, yeah, but like you find it variable and not like dirty or, but it fell falls on the ground without. Um, the coverage, you will, you will not really, it's or not most more likely to eat it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think the lollipop protects itself that way it's I think it I know it's a bit of a weird I try to to explain it, but because I I um I understood it when I read the Quran mm-hmm. and that's when I so it's if it's not that easy to explain it yes. unless you've really read uh, read it. But the lollipop protects her of <laughs> itself um for everything. And mm-hmm. it's not only for men, it's it's for it's it's beauty that you you show to for example if you marry if you decide to marry for your husband it's uh, the 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 looks that people don't give you well in Belgium they do because mm. they don't because <laughs> you're wearing it <laughs> exactly but the looks that people don't give you um, the respect for your for yourself some say even but um, by the way I'm pro everything you can wear whatever you want like <laughs> I do but you really have to read it to understand it because yes. it's not easy to explain it but Let's just say briefly, you protect yourself from the world. Okay. One last question about it, and then I'm going to... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, so you wear your uh, turban in a certain way. Yes. Because I can still see part of your hair. Exactly. Why is that? I think... I sound so judgy. Oh, my God. I don't like no, this. <laughs> Let's you, get over it. You're not, actually. It's okay. It's okay. I think you have different styles of turban. Sometimes mm-hmm. I wear it like you do right now. But most of the times, um, I do show like a little part of my hair. I don't know. I really don't know. I I like to experiment. I don't. Okay. I haven't found my own style yet. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm like, okay, let me show a little bit of hair, do a little eco gel, and you know. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I'm just doing it. <laughs> I'm just wearing it all. Um, sometimes I even go out with my like hijab, real hijab, hijab. But I'm not saying that I'm hijab yet because I'm not doing it every day, you know. For example, if I go to the mosque, I do obviously. Mm. But if I go outside, not always. So um, it's just finding my style. I'm, I'm, it's n- there's not really a reason. I'm just finding my uh, YouTube has helped me with finding uh, the style, you know, that I like. But there are lots of um, turban styles that you can try. For example, yours, mine. There's like the knot behind the knot at front, you know. Mm. So you already touched upon the fact that you get certain looks because you wear a um, a turban. How does that work in politics? Mm. You know, politics, it's not an easy world. It's, oh, it's a child, I just came from it. It's <laughs> not an easy world. It's a white masculine world where people think I don't belong. So I'm just going to be honest. And... Um, the first thing that I did when I like I didn't wear it when yeah. I um, when I started it. Eh? I was like 19 years old when I started, like when I was into politics, and I didn't wear it obviously. So it was like, oh, she's uh, one of the good ones. Yeah. Uh, she's because they knew you were a Muslim. I don't think they knew. I think people know it's people are starting to to getting to know me right now. 
A lot of people don't know it. A lot of people. And they, some even think right now, like, oh, she's just wearing like an African stylish thing. So yes. They know it when they see my social media accounts, I think. Oh. Yeah, because I'm not a, obviously, I'm not a, ashamed of who I am. So I post, politi- I post politic, political things. I post religious things, you know. So just being myself. And um, then they know if they read or if they see things or if they ask me some people like i don't know are you are you religious i'm like i am they're like christian i'm like no i'm muslim and i'm like oh really okay because obviously <laughs> oh okay <laughs> <laughs> they're not used to black muslims you know they're really not used to they're it, so not always have to explain are you re- uh, revert i'm like no i'm not I was born that w- I was born Muslim. My family, Senegal, it's like 94% of Senegal um, is Muslim. So um, I have to That's explain. That's a lot. That is a lot. It's one of the, the few countries where Muslims and uh, Christians um, live peacefully, very mm. peacefully together. Like Muslims even um, do like holidays, Christian holidays um, in Senegal. And the Christians like celebrate with the Muslim holidays. So wow. Yeah, it's a good vibe there. You see, we are peaceful people. Exactly, exactly. I love that. I really love that about that country. Oftentimes, you know, we live in Belgium. We have different communities, mm-hmm. different ethnicities. Mm-hmm. You have North Africans, Sub-Saharan Africans. Ula. And oftentimes, we hear echoes i've never witnessed it because all the people who are from north africa are very yeah (laughs) are really nice to me i vibe with them i love their music i love everything about their culture Mm. but apparently we don't really get along you know the black africans and then the more fair africans from north the arabs if you want to call it like that yeah what's going on do you know uh, I know. I live among... Because, yeah, you live in Borgeraud. Exactly. Borgeraud is known as, you know, that's why I said Borgerocco jokingly, because yeah. everyone says it's little Morocco in, exactly. in Belgium. It you is, have it is, actually. We have yeah. a big Moroccan community in Borgeraud. A big one! A very big one! <laughs> <laughs> a very, very big one. So, um, I grew up with a lot of Moroccan people around me. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the thing is, when I was younger... Mm. I didn't really, like you, I didn't witness anything like racism or yeah. discrimination. You, just don't, or you don't pay attention because exactly. you're just like, oh, you're a foreigner in this exactly. country like me, whatever. Ex- we like we stand together. Yeah, no. exactly. We're w- one team. Exactly. But it's not always like that. Um, I have experienced some racism because it is racism based on my skin color um, in that community. And that's very sad, actually, because uh, it breaks my heart every time that... that I hear people, or, or I hear a certain community break another or, or disrespect another, and uh, some even some of my old friends like um, it's small things. I, I didn't know in at the beginning, but uh, it was like they see a movie. We're we're going to to the cinema to watch a movie, and then there's like a Moroccan girl being together with a black man, mm. and then I was just observing like, oh, what are the reaction reactions, you know, and some. Arabs were like, they were mad. It was a movie. They were they were mad. I didn't. Un- I was like, huh? Wait, what? And then I I talked to them like, why are you exaggerating? Why are you responding like that? Like I didn't expect you to respond like that. Mm. It's just a movie, first of all, and second of all, what's wrong with that? And then uh, they were like, um, yeah, well, she's she's with him, and and then and then I was like, 
you're not even making any sense. Give me arguments. Like, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. I was like, is it a problem when you are with a black uh, girl or black woman? He's like, no, that's different. Like, so weird. So weird, exactly. So it does exist. It does exist. Um, but wha- what do they have against? Because, okay, to be honest, in all fairness, we have in our community, I'm speaking for the Congolese community. Well, I can't speak for everyone. Please, <laughs> people, don't be like nitty greedy about <laughs> things that I say. So I'm Congolese, right? So I'm going to go from my Congolese experience. I know that a lot of Congolese people do not like, I'm going to say Moroccans, because that is the ones that we are most uh, in interaction with. Mm -hmm. They do not like Moroccans because they think that they steal or they do bad things. You know, everything that we see that is amplified in the media when Mm -hmm. it's people from North African background. So, yes, they don't have the best reputation with us. So I'm just Mm -hmm. thinking, do we have the same bad reputation in their communities obviously not i can't i can't like say it's all moroccans because i still have a lot of moroccan friends it's like it's yeah, a, of course it's not everyone yeah exactly <laughs> it's 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 a group um and i even I'm, i feel sorry for them because um the fact that you don't like people like other people of color or discriminate them and also the other way around they're like i'm talking about every single culture or person that discriminates another of color Mm. um i don't understand that first of all and i do think that it's because of the cliches that that exist um and that's not okay because you can't read something okay moroccan did this or this so you say okay all the moroccans are bad that's not okay that's Mm. not that's not you can't do that you know so um i think it it goes both ways like uh, the congolese can say that about the moroccans and the moroccans can say that about the congolese both wrong by the way uh mm. prejudges we should stand together stronger against people that are undermining us you know mm. uh, but i think it's like a, a waste of time it that is. debate and okay she's stealing that our girls and they're stealing our girls and they're st- you know, uh, like yeah i'm sick of it because it's not useful it is not it is really not useful what i do have to be honest, but it like it's in a healthy way. A little bit of um, envy towards them, why? Because they, that's what uh, it looks like from the outsider. They are just so connected, connected in the sense, like in the large sense, but also just in, in every sense of the word. Actually, they're so connected. They are everywhere. They're <laughs> everywhere. Every level, you will have someone from North African background who's doing something amazing. Exactly. Um, they are also connected because they really have that connection, you know, the community. Exactly. We don't have that. The thing is, someone told me, like, the Moroccans, they achieved something in Belgium. Eh? They see, they're in the politics, they're in their doctors. and They're things. everywhere. They're everywhere. But the black community, that's another story. Mm-hmm. But we also have a different migration background story. True. And I get it. True. And Indeed. I get it. But if you look at the story, but I think that is also what racism is, right? Because they are fairer skin. Mm. So maybe they will have more a little more chance, advantage yeah. than when they see black people with high education coming, asking for a job, that's you know? That's, that could be a reason as well. But um, I really think that we need to wake up Mm. and need to start who we 
the black people. Black people, exactly. <laughs> black people, wake up! <laughs> exactly. We need to start doing things. We need to start we do, though. having our own identity and going places. You know, the mm. fact that I'm the first black in Holborgerau, that's not okay. It's a start, but that's not okay. Mm. That's why I was like, okay, I should be celebrated, but I'm also like depressive because how could it be? I, I mm. walk into my office and I see a picture of only white people. Like, that's not okay. And we have Moroccans as well, but we don't have black people. Mm. So I'm lit- literally the only one in Borgerout, like in the dis- our city hall, yes. a district hall, that is black. Every time that I go to work, no one, literally no one. We have... Two Moroccans, I think. We uh, we have a lot of white people. Um, of ma- yeah. <laughs> Ukrainians, <laughs> even. A lot of people. Really? But not black. No. I think we have one... Uh, Ukrainians? Ki- yeah. Um, she's like uh, Ukrainian-Russian. Very nice lady, as <laughs> by the yeah, way. Of course. She can be nice. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, we don't have black... I think we... This year, there is... Um, let's say... I think she's half Congolese, half Belgian. Hmm. She came to work downstairs um, where the the loqueta are, <laughs> but uh, in the politic world, like the 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 upper floor where only politicians and people that work around politics are, no one, literally no one. So from the people that you have under you, your staff and all the other politicians' staff, there is no one who is black. Literally no one in Burgerout, no one. Imagine. Literally. I don't know how to describe a Borgeraut is when you have diversity, Borgeraut is like 10 levels of diversity. Exactly. And then you're going to tell me that you are the only black person. In politics, Borgeraut politics, I am. Not even the staff, no one, literally. That is so sad to hear. Light skin, yes, there's one light skin. For the rest, no one is black. There are Moroccans, there are Belgians. There are a lot of. Not even a lot of ethnicities, like three or four, but there is no black person. But you know what it also is? We don't have, we're not um, implicated like that because we don't have anything that is politically linked. The Moroccans that are in those rooms, they have businesses in your streets, in Borgerout. So they need to be implicated and know, like, what are you doing with their tax money? What uh, rules are you going to implement next that's going to affect their businesses? But we, we, as black community, I don't really... I can't even think of anything in Borgerout that is really black-owned. Well, tontines. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, tontines. Tontines, exactly. And that is the They have some... women organizations um but they work um with like clothing and uh, you know support each other everything but they're not very famous or something you know is it a real business or is it something that was funded by um, it's a visit we so oh yeah non-profit it's a non-profit yes exactly so yeah it's not really a business you know mm. so that's very sad actually but I'm, I am happy that there are people of color there, but there's not b- one black person besides me. So that's very sad. But yeah, I think it's a future and I was the first, but I won't be the last. So. Amen. Speak it into existence. So how did you even become a district deputy mayor or um, alder woman? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it started when I was 16. 